The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Giving It Up For Less. I am your host, as always, Lauren Ash. How are you? I hope you're well. So excited about today's episode. We have a fabulous guest. Her name is Greta Teitelman. You may have seen her on HBO's Los Espookies. You may also know her from her amazing podcast, The Worst. Greta, I'm so excited you're here. I am so excited to be here. This is so great. You know what's so awesome is that um, this show, I, I, it's a variety of people. It's coworkers of mine. It's friends of mine. But it's also new friends. And I know. We, we have mutual friends. So this is like a long time coming. I know. I, I love, I think podcasting is a great way of making friends. I always invite yeah. people that I want to be my friend on my podcast because then you're friends. Totally. Because you have to, you forcibly spend an hour talking. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And that's what's nice about it. You're right, is that it is a forced friendship. Yes. It's like now... When we get out of here, we have this like bonding memory. Because whether we like it or not for the next hour. Yeah. We have to be sitting here talking. We do. (laughs) This is the contract that we signed. Yes. Is it for an hour? We're going to be at this round table. We're going to get into it whether we like it or not. Exactly. Yeah, I like it. I like it. What is, who who is, I mean, you don't have to share this if you don't want to, although this is a podcast about oversharing. It's a whole deal. But who's somebody that you got on your podcast that you were like, oh, I love this person. I want them to be my friend and then had them on. Can you think of any examples? Um, well, a lot of people that like, I have on my show, I know, like, in my comedy community. Right. But I would say, um, Kate Berlant is someone who I've always, we've, like, we've orbited around each other. And then I had her on my podcast. And now we're friends. And now we text. And now we meet up. And see, that's a great one, too. I don't know her personally, but that's someone I would want to be my friend, too. That was, like, a real friend brag. It was a great real friend brag. Yeah, she was a great, she's a perfect example of someone where I was like, I want to be your friend. And then it happened. And you know what? That's such an altruistic one, too. Because for me, for example, I literally use this podcast to get one of the actors from my favorite television show on the show. The show's called Supernatural. I talk about it every episode of this damn show. Um, and listen, are Wait, we... what co- is Supernatural? It's a show on the CW. It's ran okay. for 15 years. Okay, is it, is it, um, is it... Who's the star? The guy. The guy. He's well, hot. Well, there's Jared Padalecki and there's Jensen Ackles. Those are the two main brothers. And then who did you get on your show? I had uh, Rob Benedict, who plays God on Supernatural. He came onto this show. He was lovely. We have a bunch of mutual friends. So, so literally, yeah. th- but it was like the first time I've ever done that. It's the first time I've ever been like, you know what? You have this this platform. Yeah, I'll call yeah. it a platform. Well, it's interesting because it's like, I want this person to be my friend. Yeah. So I'm going to invite them on my podcast so that they can really see me. So they can see me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then of course I had to reveal to him that it's like, yes, I've been to a Supernatural convention. Yeah. Yes, I've met you before and you don't remember. Maybe I mean, you it was... love Supernatural. Here's the thing. I Yes, I do. I The X-Files was my favorite show sure. growing up. My mom and I watched it together. And then as adults, anytime my mom and I got together, we would rewatch episodes of The X-Files. And then when we, we got to the end of the series, we were like... You gotta find something else. You gotta find something else. And thus, Supernatural was born. So, I love that. Yeah. I love the CW. Quality mm. horny, horny, horny content. Oh my gosh. And I watch religiously Riverdale. They're, listen, you know what? I started it and it got away from me. But I was not not watching by choice. Do you know what I mean? Like, I yes. got it. I was into it. I would like to start a podcast about Riverdale. Great. I'm being dead fucking serious. And I want the listeners so to know she's good. looking into the eyes of my at, producer I'm looking right at Sarni saying, <laughs> I want to start a fucking podcast about Riverdale. There's a huge market for this. Huge. And 
me and I'm just gonna call him out my yeah. dear dear friend creator of Los Spookies Julio Torres yeah he and I text with our friend Sam yeah. about Riverdale and those texts the amount of joy it brings <laughs> to my life yeah it's unparalleled and it's so nice to have a show like you had with your mom yeah that you can connect with your friends about or your family about and shows like that that go on and on and on and on and on and on yes forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever, and ever. <laughs> I always know there's always that connection there's always that connection and there's always going to be more content which is nice yes. because if it's a short thing for example my best friend Leslie Seiler and I we started watching Temptation Island last season and that's a finite amount of viewing yeah and when we got to the end of it because it did it was you know we've been best friends for you know oh my god so so long since 2002 um, okay but brag it, about a long friendship no big deal but also we're very close um but it but it but it was a new level to our relationship because we actually had never had a show like that where mm-hmm. we were watching it you know consecutively that you kind of thing. need to have a show and, and every show. friendship needs a show and you know what it really it brought back the romance the romance is yeah. back in the friendship and uh, but again it was very finite because there was only so many episodes and the season was done and it was like oh my gosh what are we gonna do i know our, our weekly hang our is weekly over is over and what now yeah and it's and the thing the reason why we love the cw is it's weekly programming yes. you can't be binging solo no. it's not like a solo journey that you can take on your own right everyone has to wait Everyone has to wait. And to quote, you know, the biggest show of all time, I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. No. Dawson's Creek. Oh, that's another good one. It's great. Great show. Rewatching that one, I was like, man, high school kids do not talk like this. This was no children speak the way that those characters spoke on that show. Also, the stakes. (laughs) I mean, the stakes in Riverdale are out of control. I mean, we have... Uh, Veronica, who's 17 years old, running and operating a speakeasy <laughs> in the basement of a diner that she also right. owns. And now she's starting her own rum company. And so listen, it's like <laughs> the entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well in Veronica. Yeah. So it's like the stakes in all of these worlds are crazy. But like in Dawson's Creek, I remember watching that show being like, the love stakes are so high oh. in Dawson's Creek. Like the pure emotions, like someone like, running up to me being like but wait I love you and me like turning around like wind blowing through my oh, hair yes. like at the beach in North, South Carolina wherever mm-hmm. they shot that me just they, in Wilmington right because yes. my, one of my friends actually played young Dawson stop it it was a local casting he was in Wilmington and he got cast as like young Dawson <laughs> in a flashback and like when like looking at Joey oh my gosh I wanted love like that so bad when Pacey bought Joey the wall, I was like, that is the most romantic thing I've ever seen in TV or film. And it's something that an adult man would never think of. No. Ever. No. But they're too broken at that point. No. You know what I mean? That kind of romance is the only kind of romance that a 16-year-old, 17-year-old boy has before they've had something happen to break them. Well, I always talk about how depressing it is when you realize... Like the love I felt when I was 17, Ugh. nothing will ever be like more pure and yes. more intense than that. And then when you get older and you're kind of like, wait, what? Like this, <laughs> this was what we're like. Oh, so what- now I have to love you, even though I think 900 parts of you suck. <laughs> like whatever happened to my 17 year old boyfriend that I was obsessed with that I only could see during school hours. Oh my gosh. My 17 year old boyfriend was such a nightmare. He would pout. It, we had uh, spares. I don't know if you guys have this. So like it, when you're in older grades in Canada, 
it, you don't have to necessarily have a class every slot for one. You can take a spare. So it's like I, you know, third it's like period. a free period. Right, it's a free period. In America, yeah, we believe in freedom. So we Thank call you. that a free period. A free period, which is what I have every month. Thank you very much. Good night. Um, so on our free period, he, of course, scheduled his at the same time as mine so that we would have it together. Yes. But if I wasn't giving him 100% of my attention, he would get up and then and slowly walk around the halls like sulking. And then I would have to go chase after him. And I'd find so him dramatic. like dramatically leaning against a wall, like his head like tilted. Like, and I mean, again, what I mean, that really does make a lot of sense. It set the stage for my adult relationships, certainly that I would chase him. But anyway. Oh, I no. All of my high school relationships were hell. <laughs> But the intensity right, was yeah. like, which is why it was so hellish. Of course. Because I remember just like being with my senior year of high school boyfriend and we had a horrific, like emotionally abusive relationship. Right. And I remember truly like sobbing, being like, you're the love of my life. <laughs> You know, and like I yeah. really, really felt that way at the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, when when this boyfriend and I broke up, we were like, if we're and the, you'll love this, the lunacy of this statement. If we're both still single when we're 25. 20, oh, I was, I, was, I was 27. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. When we were 25, I was like, yeah. we'll get together and we'll get married. Yeah. Long story short, he never reached out, um, which was a real, you know, slap in the face at the end of the day. I thought we had a pact. Wait, where in Canada did you grow up? I grew up outside Toronto. I went to camp outside Toronto. Where? Camp Tamarack. Camp- it's on Lake Muskoka. Of course. Yeah. Beautiful. Love it. I want a cabin yeah. up there. One. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. That's so where all the big, the big stars have got cabins up there now. Oh, really? Yeah, they're starting to. Like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Oh, amazing. Up there. Because it's, it's, you can't beat Stunning. it. Stunning. Stunning. Beautiful lake all yeah. of the above. That's a great place to go to camp. Yeah. Camp. However, there were leeches in our lake, and I was always like making up some fucking excuse to not get in the water because the water was like lake water is you know yeah intense it is intense and i that makes me think of that scene in stand by me with the leeches oh yeah and that would i had nightmares about that whole scene didn't the leeches get all over his leg they got all over all of them but then will wheaton reached into his underwear and he pulled one off of his penis Mm -hmm. and i i or i assume penis i shouldn't say that we didn't see maybe his ball could have been his ball sack could have been his taint, but uh, yeah, I just that image. I like it haunted me. That I would. I, I loved that movie. It's so good. So sad. Good. So sad. Shout out to River. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this podcast is dedicated to River Phoenix. River Phoenix, man. I had your photos on my wall. Oh, my God. And I still do in my heart. We're not talking about River enough. We aren't talking about River enough. I couldn't agree with you more. And also, let's get real controversial. I'm expecting the angry letters. There would be no Joaquin Phoenix if there hadn't been River Phoenix. 100% agree. Right? Absolutely. River Phoenix paved that way for his brother. I agree. And he should acknowledge that. River Phoenix, also, such a Hollywood death. Oh, such a Hollywood death. Terrible, the, terrible. The, the, the most. Other than like Dead Was it outside Curve. Viper Room? Outside Viper Room, yeah. Yeah, with Johnny Depp there. And I, I, Joaquin Phoenix was there from what I believe the story. It's fucking story crazy. I think he called 911. Jesus Christ. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. Again, to River. Again, to River. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This goes out to River. This river goes, was so fucking hot. He was, you know what? He's one of those ones where it was like, your face is like, you You were born for this. There's nothing else you could have done with your life. That, no. That that's, that's, and, the, and the same thing with Heath Ledger, I would just like to say. Totally. That, But that those guys, like, you're not going to be a bank teller with that face. Like, no. You're just not. You, you, you're no. otherworldly. No. You know? Yeah. Imagine going, actually, it does happen sometimes. Does it? Yeah, when you're in like places like Iowa. 
You know, True when enough. you're like there and you're like at an enterprise rental car and like some guy like comes out and looks like Ashton Kutcher and you're like, what the fuck are you doing here? And then Jared. You're like, oh, but like they all come from there. They it's all true. come from it's there. true. They're very corn fed. You're right. Yeah, yeah. like a husky corn boy. Ooh, husky corn boy. I They're think that's so my type. hot. That's my type. Husky corn you boy. You know, I yeah. wish it were my type, but like I always just gravitate toward like East Coast <laughs> Jewish man, <laughs> a.k.a. my husband eventually soon to be. Well, that's very exciting. And that's lovely. So exciting. Yeah, so nice. Love is blind. Your you know? producer calls him Hot Abe. Hot Abe? He's oh, Abe. He's she hot. just she just mouthed at me. So hot. Hot Abe. I'm gonna need to see pictures. He has a kind face. He has a kind face. Kind face. How long have you guys been together? We have been together for two and a half years. That's nice. It is nice. Did you get engaged recently? Was it in the we middle? We got of that engaged time? almost a year ago. Nice. We got engaged after about a year and a half of dating. Some people think it's very fast. Other I don't people think, that's think fast. it's very normal. I think it's kind of whatever. I have always had this dream of like getting engaged super quickly so that I shock people in yeah. my life and they're like it's too too much and then a long engagement that's always been my dream I mean my ex-boyfriend's dad proposed to his now his wife that he's been with now for 25 years yeah. proposed to her after 10 days and they've been together happily for like 25 years I don't I know I love those stories I love those stories I think who when knows? you know you know yeah who does know I don't know I and then like some people never get married and that's cool too Right. Whatever. What's the worst that can happen? Is you, my, but the worst that can happen is you break you up. Break and up. either and either way, it's terrible. Right. Whether you, no matter when you got engaged, legal but. document without legal document, terrible. Terrible either way. Yeah. We, That's like kind of what I think. I'm like, well, if we're to break up, it would be fucking awful. So, like, yeah. what difference does it make if I need to consult a lawyer? I was dating. I dated someone once for four years. It was my longest relationship. He knows who he is if he's listening. Uh, and I remember one time I was talking about how I wanted to get married. And he was like, I never want to get married. But he did want children. And I was like, that's going to be a tough sell for a lot of ladies. But mm -hmm. anyway, um, but he said the reason why he didn't want to get married is that he's like, Lauren, if we got married and then got divorced, that would be really awful. And it would be really tough to separate our friend group. And I said, homeboy, we've been together for four years. If we break up now, it's going to be weird and hard to sort out our friend group. Like, what are you talking Calling like anyone homeboy? <laughs> homeboy. Homeboy. I am letting, I'm saying this to you so you know I don't respect I you. I don't respect you. Absolutely not. I don't know why that that turn of phrase is in my vernacular. But it's true. It's like. Right? It's like, it's, either way, it doesn't matter whether we get married. To your point, it's like, yeah, you just have to hire a lawyer if you have papers drawn. That's it. I don't know. I think that marriage is interesting. There is like a heavy a heaviness to marriage. Mm. Like I've been there. I'm like realizing as it's like coming up, I'm like this, like we are committing to each other. Right. And like this, the symbolism of that, I think is like. I think it's really romantic mm -hmm. and I think it's like really um I don't know there there's something really amazing about being like I am making this commitment to you which is like something that I can see now where for the longest time probably because my parents had a terrible marriage and they got divorced for right. the longest time I was like I'm never getting married but now I'm like no this is really nice and like I'm down to commit to this person at this level because I want to do everything in my power to make it work. You know what I mean? Totally. I think that's beautiful. Thank you. That's my you're emotional welcome. segment for the day. I think it's great. And that's the most that you're going to get from me in terms of sincerity. 
<laughs> well, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm honored that it was within the first 15 minutes of knowing me. Thank you so much. Um, well, this does segue very nicely into the theme for the today's episode, which is dating disasters, which is, uh, for me, shocking that we've never had this theme on the show because I have just so many. I guess it's because I, like, I cram in dating stories no matter what mm-hmm. the topic is or the theme is of the episode. But, I mean, I don't want to assume, but I assume, I mean, to get to where you are with your partner now, you must have... You must have kissed a few frogs. Yeah, slayed a few dragons before I got to the princess. <laughs> exactly. That's beautiful. That's Thank a beautiful you. thing. I was trying to think about if I had ever told this story in here, and I don't think I have, but I, when I first moved out here, oh my gosh, this would have been like, I don't know, 2012 or something. It was still when like OkCupid existed. Mm-hmm. Before like, before I was apps. on OkCupid. Right? My, my profile name was, because I didn't want anybody to know who I was. Of course. So I made it, it's so embarrassing. Garbo, like Greta Garbo. It was Garbo forever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like, which is, that I like was reflecting on the kind of people that were like responding to my profile. Mm-hmm. I was like, I had this coming. <laughs> but this is when I was, this was like 2008 yeah. OkCupid. Exactly. Well, which was, was the height of OkCupid, I feel yeah. like. I feel like that was the one during that era. Yeah. You know, the other ones you weren't necessarily messing with and the apps. It was really like OkCupid or Craigslist. Yeah. And that's terrifying. Terrifying. There's, there's, a, there's a chasm between those two extremes. I did used to love going on misconnections, being like, did anyone see me on the six train? <laughs> You know, did anybody notice me at the coffee shop? I did the same thing. In Toronto, the Now magazine was like the free weekly news, and they had misconnections, and I read every single one of them when I lived, you know, my entire life living in Toronto. Yeah. Just like, maybe, maybe this Just week. like, please give me a Nora Ephron storyline. Absolutely. Never happened. <laughs> no. So this dude, I, I, I remember, we talked on the phone before we met up, and he seemed completely normal, and, and you know, whatever. So we, we meet up, and to have a drink, quote unquote, and... Literally, it's like, hello, hello, how are you? Okay, we sit down. And literally, like, my butt hasn't even hit my chair yet. And he goes, man, I'm so sick of Jews referring to themselves as a race. And I was, I laughed. I laughed when I'm uncomfortable. And I went, that's a bold statement. And he goes, ah. It's like, they want to know when anti-Semitism is going to end? Maybe when the rest of the world, maybe when you stop telling the rest of the world you think you're better than us? (laughs) I was like... Uh, we haven't even ordered a, a drink yet. Like, this is just like a like out of the gate. And so I was like, I don't know what this is in this moment. Is this you testing me to see if I'm as racist as you are? Who knows? Um, but at this point, I'm like, okay, clearly I'm not going to date this person. But I'm going right. to stick it out for, you I'm know. I'm going to have my free drink. I'm going to have my free drink and see what the next 20 minutes holds. Well, what the next 20 minutes hold was a, was a goddamn horror show. <laughs> so he goes on to start talking about like, and he's like a, you know, I'm out on this date with this girl, right? And she's fucking stupid. And she's talking about how GMOs are a bad thing. And I'm like, bitch, GMOs mean you can grow a, a grain of rice in the middle of a desert. But all these people in third world countries don't want to take advantage of that. Whatever, Somalia. Keep on being Muslim. <sighs> Quote. I went home and wrote it all down because I was like, I need to remember these details. Uh, and I said to him, I was like, you know, that's two religious groups in less than 10 minutes. And he goes, oh, I'm all fired up. I'm all fired up. It's like the time that this uh, this tranny asked me if I wanted to fuck her in the ass. And of course the answer was yes, but I knew I couldn't afford the therapy bills. I was like, this, this is hell. And at that moment, the waiter came and laid down a free pizza between us and said, the kitchen messed up and made this pizza by mistake. Here you go. And I was like, you've just extended this date. This date, I was almost ready to get up. It's, it's, it's been 12 minutes so we take a bite he takes a bite of this pizza and the tomato sauce goes onto his shirt sleeve like it drips down and he starts like like sucking it out of his shirt sleeve and i because i am 
I have a, a problem with being too nice. And also I just try to make a laugh when things get uncomfortable. I go, oh, <laughs> you know, I, I was eating in my car. I was eating a chalupa in my car the other day and I spilled some of my seatbelt. Like seatbelt stains are the worst, right? And he literally says to me, I'm surprised you don't spill stuff on yourself all the time with tits like those. Yeah. That's when I was like, it's time to go. This is over. Um, I let him pay the bill. I had one glass of Sauvignon Blanc. Thank you so much. Where did you go? It was some random bar that was kind of near the Grove. I don't even think it exists anymore. Uh, again, this was many years ago. Um, but we're going to leave, and he goes in for the kiss. No. He thinks that this has gone well. Keep in mind, this date was like maybe 18 minutes in, in, in total length. And I kind of like give him my cheek, and he rubs something off my cheek. I don't know whether there was something on my cheek or if this was like his signature move, but he, he rubs something off my cheek, and he goes, he feels it with his fingers, and he goes, huh. You be giving blowjobs all day or what? And I was like, I cannot believe. And, and so as I was, I literally went, yeah, dude, I've been sucking dick all day long. And he's like, what's it going to take for me to get some of that? And I was like, I can't believe that this is like, this is your move into trying to get a beach in your car. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, never heard from him again. <coughs> but he works in casting in L.A. So to give you a, a little outlook into like who the horror shows are, casting our TV shows and movies. It's this gentleman who hates Jewish people. I mean, it's I truly it's awful. I I had a horrific experience with a casting director, and really? I'm wondering if it's this guy. Well, I'll tell you afterwards. I'll give you his name. I'm not going to name it here, but yeah, it could be. Isn't that terrifying? I cannot believe what I just heard. <laughs> like you truly just explained a villain. It was yeah. This is an origin story. You explained story. Yeah. a villain mm -hmm. that would be written about in like a slapstick comedy. Correct. Because what they said was so fucking crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy. That was one of the. I think that was one of the most. I think it was probably the most extreme. Other than the man who picked his nose and ate it on the date with me. Oh my god! Yeah, stop that. I'm that guy was like the most extreme. <laughs> Okay, all of my dates that I have in my brain yeah. are, like, amazing compared to this. Listen, that's probably not true. But also, like, it's this is not a bar that you want to set. <laughs> this is not, you know, this isn't a, this isn't a, a, a prize. Oh, my God. Thinking about, a guy, thinking about a guy picking his nose and eating it in front of you is actually, like... <laughs> I know. It was truly hor horrific to experience. <laughs> like, I'm actually, like, gagging yeah, There was a period of... It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's like now when it's people dark. It's dark. But now when people see my current boyfriend who's hot as hell. Uh, How'd you meet your current boyfriend? He I met him. He came to see a show I was doing oh. an improv show, which I almost didn't do. And then at Where the last minute it? at Second City Hollywood, uh -huh. uh, I almost didn't do it. I was guesting in like this friend's show show of mine and he showed up and volunteered to get on can stage. Can I see a pic? Yeah, you can. Here. I want to see a pic of this. Oh, my God. He's so hot. Right. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> he looks like a corn-fed boy. Is he from Texas? He's from Tennessee. Hot. Does he have an accent? A little bit. I don't think he'd say he does, but like sometimes it kind of like comes out. I think it's hot as hell. Ooh. But my point being is, is that when people are like, wow, he's so hot. I'm like, I earned this. Yeah. Okay. I watched man eat his snot in front of me. No. I earned this. God damn it. Yeah. Where'd you guys go on your first date? We went to lunch at Jerry's Deli. Love that. Isn't that cute? That's really And we cute. talked and talked. It was like almost like a four hour long date. A lunch date is very intimate. It is because you're not drinking. Yeah. Which you is rare. You don't have the, yeah, you don't have the like comfort blanket of totally. like alcohol. 
Yeah, exactly. And if you are drinking alcohol at lunch, you shouldn't. Bigger problem. Yeah, it's much bigger, <laughs> bigger problem. problem. Much bigger I, problem. I, I, yeah, I like the pastrami on rye and a martini. Um, yeah, no, he's a gem. He's a delight. I love that. Yeah. Wow, I cannot believe those dates. I know. Were either of those guys hot? Not hot enough. Yeah. <laughs> Not that anybody's hot enough to be like a terrible racist or a nose picker. Um, did they were, they did the terrible racist pay or did he, he make did. Okay. And normally I would do the like reach for my wallet move. And in that case, I was like, no, like this. No, he would this. probably be like women don't make money. Like right. he would probably be so upset if you tried to pay. You're right. You're totally right. I bet you he's still on OkCupid. Okay I'm dying to know <laughs> if this... Because I had a very bad experience with the casting director and then I found out uh, that a mutual friend had the same experience. And I wonder if it's this guy. It totally could be. Because it wasn't, it was like, it wasn't like an, ama an amazing casting director. It was right, like a right, casting right, director right. for like weird stuff. This feels like it could be this person. I'm dying. Is he super tall? I don't know. It was a video one, which oh, made it even more that weird. Is weird. Was it, were you like Skyping? Yes. Those are always so weird. So for listeners who maybe don't know when you're an actor, sometimes you audition literally via Skype, yes. which can be weird if like, if there's a bad connection and like, it's so awkward and, and, and like there, I don't know. It's, it's so awkward. I'll yeah. tell you about it. After yeah, 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 this. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Um, damn, that's crazy. Crazy. I went on a bunch of bad dates. Yeah. One of my worst dates. Uh, God, I mean. One of the one of the worst. Uh, I've had a lot of horrific hookups. Sure, great, <laughs> not like, great for you, but I'm saying, like, please share anything you want to share. I did my um, freshman year of college at the University of Arizona. Okay, and when I was there, like, I was introduced to a whole new breed of boy that, mm. like, I didn't know existed because yeah. I grew up on the East Coast. Right, and then when I was there, I was introduced to like SoCal bros. Right, I was always used to like East Coast like rapist bros. <laughs> I wasn't used to like SoCal rapist sure, bros. Sure. So I was like very enamored by like this different style that I was seeing. This like Vans high sock wearing, oh, yeah. like shaggy beach boy, uh -huh. like surf, like my fantasies, you know, very like Paul Walker and she's all that like yes. vibe, you know? Totally. And I <clears throat> hooked up with this one guy at his fraternity house and we went back into his room and like as I was like laying down on his bed to probably get like fingered poorly, I like... <laughs> looked up and then the the like baseboard of it was a bunk bed obviously and knowing me I'm sure the roommate was like there and I was probably just probably fucked him too but um <laughs> on the baseboard it was written no means yes yes means anal I oh, and I wow. talk about this on stage sometimes but it's just like that was consent in like 2007 absolutely yeah totally and I didn't even think about I was like nah. and I was just like probably like sucked this guy's dick and like <laughs> went on with my night but like it's so fucked up it is. and I think about all of that how like I wish that the conversation was what it is now because like so much shit that we all did just you would have felt like I had a way to speak about it I didn't I didn't know that I had a way to speak about it then you know totally. when I talk to younger women now and I I give a sliver of what the time was like during that era for for, for us they're horrified yeah like they're they're horrified about like oh, the stuff that was normal again oh yeah like and like the shit that like happened in high school and like 
like it was very it felt like what we had to go through I don't know I know no it's an interesting period of time because now it feels like the shift has happened I'm sure it's been slow but it feels like very quickly now sexuality's on a spectrum and gender's on a spectrum which is amazing but I think that that breeds this acceptance and that things are I hope I know there's still you know obviously the, the but dicks but the conversation but, of consent yeah is what like makes me the most happy because totally. like I like all of us and you get in you you speak to any woman that's like our contemporary and we and older yeah and younger I mean it's for everyone but like just the amount of like abuse that occurs yeah even on like a micro level totally whether it's like a teacher telling you you look hot or like some I don't know it's like such a scale and I just I really hope that it's like changing. Yeah, I think it is though. And I think it's all of that stuff. All of the kind of shifts that are happening, I think are feeding that world so that it's like, it's like a no brainer that it's like everybody has to be more respectful. I hope. I hope so too. I did just think of a really bad day that I had. I want to hear it. So I matched with this, it was in LA. Yeah. And oh, this was in LA before I was living here. I was just visiting. And I was on a dating app that... um like isn't location specific right so you can like match with people in like I was in New York but I could match with him even though he was in LA whatever so we were like kind of chatting and his what was alarming was that all of his pictures were in black and white and they were all (laughs) of like like classic cars and like vinyl records and like you know like indie boy like loves like modest mouse and like whatever (laughs) And and we were talking and in our text exchange, he would be like, what what are you up to? And I'd be like, oh, nothing like just got home, had dinner with friends. What are you doing? And his responses were always like sitting at my desk, looking at the window. It's lightly raining here. The sound of the rain on the window is soothing me i'm listening to miles davis on oh, vinyl no smoking a cigarette <laughs> just finished writing a script i think the script is awesome like oh. just like so like ma- like like masturbating yeah, yeah, yeah. to himself believing his own hype so then i was like you know what I'm, i need to meet up with this guy in person because i was just like who the fuck is this guy totally so I was out in L.A. I also matched with another guy on the same app who was so hot, a model. He was a he was a model for like like sea level colognes. You know what I mean? And like super cuts and like and like bad suit companies. But like he was very generically hot. Yes. He had terrible tattoos, but like he had like a skull on fire tattooed on his calf. You know what I mean? And I matched with both of these guys. And the one guy, that guy that was like hot, dumb model, kept on just being like, I want to eat your ass. I want to eat your ass. And I was like, "Okay, I'm 100 percent meeting up with you because you want to eat my ass. (laughs) And then there's this other guy that like seems like kind of a loser. But like, I have to meet up with him because I'm curious. You got to know. So my plan was that one night I'd meet up with loser guy Mm -hmm. and the other night I meet up with model ass. Yes. Now. I was out one night drinking with friends and I was pretty drunk and loser guy texted me and was like, do you want to meet me at this bar? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I show up to this bar and 
I see model guy is the bartender. No way. So there was a point where my brain like glitched where I was like, (laughs) where I was like, wait, like, um, was I texting model guy? Like, am I meeting model guy here? Or am I meeting like loser guy? Like who, who am I supposed to be meeting here? I'm like, I was already drunk. So I was just kind of like disoriented being like, so I just like sat at the bar and then like model guy was so nice such a sweetie like so happy to see me and like giving me so many drinks which confused me even more because I was like was he expecting me to come here but then loser guy came and it was just coincidence that model guy was working there right oh my god this is crazy so loser guy so now I like need to look at loser guy who's not that hot right and model guy was so hot and so sweet very dumb but hot sweet right so then model guy or loser guy just starts talking to me about his indie film that he just wrapped on and the premise of his indie film was he got broken up with by a girlfriend and he rediscovered his love of improv comedy no and that's that's the premise of it no and he was explaining this like this indie that he made and like how important it was like all the stuff and like just like talking about it like it was like fucking like goodwill hunting like going to win him like uh oscar asked me no questions of course about me or like anything and then at the end of the date i was very drunk and he gave me a ride home and we get to his car he gives me a ride home and then he like starts making out with me and then I was like, okay, I should just fuck this guy. Because that was like my default when I was that age. <laughs> so we like get into the back seat. I'm staying at my aunt and uncle's house. We're in front of my aunt and uncle's house. <laughs> we crawl into his back seat. And his back seat was like filled with like plastic dry cleaning bags. <laughs> and like pretzel remnants everywhere. Oh my God. So then like I get on top of him. And like we truly, it's like one like one thrust yeah and he just like comes everywhere oh my god (laughs) then I get out of the car and I'm like bye and he's like bye and then that's it so the next day he doesn't text me like nothing oh my god the next day I meet up with my friend at earth cafe and I'm like I'm like bitch I need to tell you about my night like this happened blah, blah blah I'm explaining like his dick I'm explaining like what you do when you're like with a close friend sure he was sitting behind me the entire time <laughs> no way yes oh my and God. there I am like at this earth cafe being like and his fucking movie sucks and like it's like just like all the shit and then like I feel someone like tap me on the shoulder and I turn around and it's him and I was like I'm being punked this is wild. Like the fact that you show up, the two guys you're talking I know. to in the same place, and then th- that's crazy. And model guy never ate my ass. And that's the real travesty and of the, the story. that's the loss. That's the loss. That's the dating disaster. That's the dating disaster. Yeah. Because often that's not that's not offered up 
on no, the appetizer plate. It's not. You know? He would literally just send me peach emoji, peach emoji, peach emoji, and then like tongue, 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 tongue. <laughs> now I gotta ask, did you have any pictures featuring your ass on your profile? I'm sure I sent him my ass. Got it. I'm sure Got I it. was sending I'm one day when I'm I hope that all of my nudes get leaked from when I was like twenty one. Oh my god. You know I say the same thing. I'm like, if I ever sent a nude which was extremely, extremely rare, I looked good. Yeah, like I like when people, you know, when you're trying to find a photo and mm. people are like looking over your shoulder I'm always like scrolling through my hot nudes you know and I'm like oh sorry like don't look at that but also like look at how hot I am you know totally I love it now I you know what I wasn't I've only this is this does it make me a prude that I've only ever sent a naked picture to a a committed partner I've never sent a nude on an app no that makes you uh safe (laughs) (laughs) that makes you good that makes you mentally stable I also I've sent full-on nudes to full strangers I love you so much. That could be catfishing me. I don't know. You don't know. I sent a nude to a skateboarder in Long Beach, okay, who promised me that we would hang out. Yeah. And then when I refused to pay like an $80 Uber to go and like see him at his skate house, he told me I was like a fucking bitch whore. And I was like, well, (laughs) there goes that nude I sent you. You know, it's like, so you're smart for only sending it to. Wow. Wow. Yeah, ah, but I feel like you've lived. You know what I mean? Just that roll of the dice, that that gamble, like, oh, this could hit the internet at any moment. Like, that's living dangerously, and I. But like I it. always keep my face out. Yeah, no, me You're too. You're a real novice yeah. if you keep your face in, but you got to keep put a little mouth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just a little mouth because the mouth is the only hole on the face that counts. <laughs> It is the showpiece of the face. It's the showpiece of the face. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. is. It's the showpiece of the face. Yeah. Wow. And if you think your mouth is not your showpiece, you're wrong. And I want women to embrace their mouths more. (laughs) Yeah. I do. You know? It's you your it. mouths are beautiful. Yeah, mouths are beautiful. They are. It's true. In every single way. We can't pay for that. I can't do that. Um, <laughs> I know. Christina Aguilar immediately sues. Right? They, she's listening to this right now. Like a hawk. Like a hawk. <laughs> so what else is she doing? I'm kidding. I'm sure she does a lot of great things. Um, Vegas. That's right. She's in Vegas. I wonder how good that show's going to be. You know, she's never been my she's never been my queen, but she is a lot of people's queens. She wears crowns for a lot, for a lot of people. <laughs> she she does. Never for me. No. Who was your go-to? I mean, I was, well, between like the pop stars of that time, yeah. I, I Britney all the way. Got it. Britney was my bae. Yeah. Do you still keep up with her? Like, is it still a thing for I you? I do. Do you I want do. them to free Britney? I do. I get very, very worried for Britney. I am worried for Britney. I, I have debated unfollowing her mm. because it makes me very sad. Yeah. Uh, but also I can't unfollow her because I need to know what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I do. You know, that whole thing is just like all our fault. A hundred percent. So it makes me sad. It's and I love her so much. And We're I think, all complicit. And she is a blessing. She is an earth angel. She has given so much of. She has given truly her. She is a ro- pop star robot mm. that we don't deserve. We don't. And she broke down. She did. I think anybody would have. I think anybody would have. Absolutely. When yeah. you cannot leave. I mean, if you watch footage of how the paparazzi were attacking her. 
harassing her. And there were no, at the time, like nothing was protecting anyone from that. No. And it is so fucked up. And what we did to her is so fucked up. And I just, I think what we all need to be doing is sending her letters apologizing. <laughs> saying, <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry that we were all so fucking obsessed with you and that we ruined your fucking life and that we made you have a mental breakdown. And I'm really sorry. I'm going to send an edible arrangement. Because before that, massive stars, we didn't have the obsession that we ended up having. That was really the beginning of it. It was, yeah. And, you know, with someone like Paris Hilton, for example, she was a little bit more in control. Paris Hilton was not as much of like... She's the only other comp I can think of that was attacked. She like was that. a little bit older, I feel like, when she was getting, when she went into that. Brittany yeah. was like in it from such a young age. And she 15 years old. When she was, yeah. With baby one more time. Yeah. Insane. This is like people give Justin Bieber a hard time. Now, granted, he's Canadian and I defend a lot of Canadians more than I should. But I'm like, listen, that kid, the same it's thing. the same thing. He blew up when he was far too young, had access to far too much money at far too young an age. And, and of course, he's a fucking asshole or whatever. Yeah. Of course, he was like egging his neighbors. Like, yeah. why is this a surprise, you guys? Yeah. He's also a boy. Like, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? This goes out to River and this also goes out to Brittany. Brittany, River, Heath. Yeah. Heath. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The trifecta. And you know what? This can go out to Bieber too. You know what? Bieber too because he has Lyme disease now and I'm like, I hope you're doing well, man. And the thing is, when you have, when you dye your hair pink, we all know it's a sign. <laughs> it's a sign. For help. It's a sign. It is. It's a, it's a scream. Yeah, It's it not is. a cry for help. No. It's, a, it's, a, it's a breathy scream. Yes, it is. All right. It's time for my favorite segment. They're all my favorites, but I love this one. It's called Dumb Lies We Tell. And I, this one, this is a bit of a long story, but it really pays off. So I think you're going to enjoy this. I love a long lead up. Right? I do. And it pays off. Great. Okay. So our listener writes, I was dating this smoking hot Air Force pilot. Man, did he look good naked. Obsessed. This is how we, we starting out. Just like all new relationships, we could not keep our hands off one another. You know, those first few months of dating when shit is all mushy and you spend every moment exploring the other person's body. I mean, this girl's getting mm-hmm. into it. While lying in bed one afternoon on my exploration journey, learning every detail of this man's smoking hot body, I finally asked, how did you get that scar on your stomach? He looked at me with a painful look on his face and said, well, while living out in California, I was walking to my car. When this group of guys jumped me, I was stabbed in the stomach and thrown in the trunk of their car for two days until I escaped. I was absolutely mortified. All I could think was, how could someone do this to such a beautiful creature? As he described the event, the event in detail, I felt terrible for the danger he had to endure and yet managed to survive. Fast forward three years. So they've been dating for three years. Right. Okay. I end up marrying the beautiful man and we had our first of two sons in 2002. When our first son was born, he was a sick child and doctors ran all sorts of bullshit tests on him. One of his tests at two weeks old required him drinking a strange drink from a bottle, being strapped to a board and then x-rayed. While me, my husband, the hot guy, and mother-in-law were sitting in the waiting room, she speaks up and says, gosh, I sure hope he doesn't have pyloric stenosis like hot guy did of course i asked what's pyloric stenosis she went on to explain that it's the narrowing of the stomach opening and causes projectile vomiting and that hot guy had to have surgery for it when he was two weeks old then she asked didn't he tell you how he got the scar on his stomach 
I looked over at him. Our eyes met, and I am certain that any witness in that room would testify my eyes shot daggers. I could not believe what I was hearing. This man, not so hot anymore, had told me a big-ass lie. I didn't throw him under the bus and rat out his lie to his mother. I kept my mouth shut and let him know with my eyes that this was not over. Well, we've now been married 19 years. I still have not ratted him out to anyone, but you better believe I have not let him forget it. Anytime the opportunity arises, I call him out. And to think I felt bad for him goes to show you new love is blind love. I mean... (laughs) Unfortunately, a similar thing happened to me. Shut up. I mean, I didn't marry the guy. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't like, you know, I mean, I wanted to date him. Right. He did not want to date me. So but, this is a short term thing for you. Yeah. Well, it was a guy that I was like super fucking hot. Also a super hot guy. Right. I became obsessed with him my freshman year of college and he had a scar on his stomach and he told me, I mean, he didn't make up a badass story. Right. I asked him what it was and he was like, oh, I got my appendix taken out. And then I was like, oh, not thinking anything of it. And then randomly, I thought, this is such a roundabout thing, (laughs) but I thought that I had appendicitis when it turns out I actually had a kidney infection. Oh my God. And when I was looking up, I was Googling like appendix, appendix, appendix. His scar would have been on the other side. Oh, boy. So I never got to the root. I never really was able to get to what the scar actually came from. Right. But he did not get his appendix. That is not an appendix scar. Whoa. Yeah, it was like, it was one of those things where it's just, it's like, why? Why? Why lie? Well, I, we know why that guy lied to her. Sure. But also, like, if you're looking to garner some sort of sympathy, saying, like, when I was two weeks old, I had to have a major a surgery. Serious surgery? I feel like that would endear me to him just as much as I was kidnapped and stabbed in the stomach. Also, let's think about it for a second. If you were stabbed in the stomach, would you last two days in a car trunk? No. I feel like you'd bleed out. Wait. <laughs> I missed that part. Hold on. Yeah. He said he was in his car's trunk for two days. He said that he was, he was a group of guys yes. like grabbed him, stabbed him Check. in the stomach. Check. They put him in a trunk and he was in there for two days before he escaped. Oh, I didn't realize that he was put in there for two days. Oh yeah. yeah no, he wouldn't have survived. He wouldn't have survived. Right? Yeah. You're bleeding. You're bleeding out and yeah. you don't have water and you don't have ventilation. You don't have air. Yeah. I feel like this, this lady has, has hit the nose on the head a little bit with, with the underscoring of how hot this guy was. I think she just wanted to believe the story. Well, also when you have a super hot guy telling you an insane story like that yeah you're like oh my god you know (laughs) like what can't this man do and what i I the one nice thing i think that i'm learning from this story is that she is really committed to how attracted she is to her husband 100 she is she's putting it in all caps multiple times so we need a pic can you please send a pic yeah that's what i want to see yes dear listener who sent this in please can we see a picture of your husband i'll only share it with greta and our producers we won't put it else will see but we just want to see this hot husband of yours like in my mind he is like he is Sofia Vergara's husband. Joe Manganiello. He is Joe Manganiello yeah. in my mind. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, Joe Manganiello has a kind of like Marine, Air Force yes. pilot, military vibe. Yes. Big guy. Yes. Yeah. He's like a bit, he, he could just pick you up and fuck you furiously. <laughs> you know, that's like, yeah. his hands are huge. Huge. Dude, I love hands. hands. Me too. Hands and shoulders are my two favorite things on Me a dude. Me too. Yeah. Hands are important. They are you important. You can't be, da- I mean, dainty fingers, honey. If my not going to get the job done. Thank you very much. If my hands are bigger than yours, I can't. No, no, I can't. I can't. If, or if they're the same size. Right? No. No, no, no. We need to, there needs to be some girth to the fingers. I need, I like, would rather have a guy with, oof, this is hard, but I think I'd rather have a guy with chody hands mm. than spaghetti fingers. Oh, yeah. 
You oh, know? yeah, 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 yeah. I want a man with a hand that it looks like we're going to have to get a wedding ring custom made because his fingers are so big. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, my fiance and I, we have the same ring size. Really? He has a bit, much bigger hands than me. Yeah. But his knuckles are big. But once you get over his knuckles, his like... You know, yeah. the the chunk part where you put the ring yeah. is the same size. Granted, I have fat fingers. I don't think your fingers are fat. I'm a seven and a half. So am I. Well, you don't have fat fingers. I, I have kind of like, look at how big my hand is compared to yours, though. I have like baseball mitt hands. No, you don't. They're really nice. Well, and you, they're, you have a manicure. You. Mine are disgusting. Well, you know what? I also I also say that I play guitar, so maybe I have bigger muscles in my hands. It's a lie. It's I think a lie. you do. Oh, you don't play guitar? I do play guitar, but I don't think that that changes the, the size of my hands. I don't, well, I'm not you playing could be working daily. them out. You could be when you're shredding. When, when you're I'm shredding, sh- you're working <laughs> them out. When I'm shredding, playing my angsty, like, yes. Tori Amos, Lilith Fair songs. Yes about my own life remember guitar hero of course remember i was so bad and i would always get so jealous of the people that nailed the carry on my wayward son the theme song to supernatural my favorite show Uh, there you go there you go and it all comes back to supernatural don't you cry no more right that's what you're you're in your room playing yeah and that's why my hands and that's why your hands are jacked yeah you know what? That's that's a dumb lie that I'm going to continue to tell. You should. I have a meaty hand because, because I, I wail on the yeah, guitar. Yeah, because I slay at the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Come at me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, do you want me to tell you what I used to lie about? What's your dumb lie? I used to lie uh, that I read Harry Potter. <laughs> and that I, not only that I read Harry Potter, that I kind of read all fantasy, all popular fantasy series. Like, right. I read about Harry Potter. I I lied about reading Harry Potter. I lied about reading and watching. I guess I read, I lied about reading and watching both Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. And this feels like a difficult lie to pull off because if ever anybody asks you about anything, like those are very difficult stories. Oh, I'm amazing at telling you I read something and never reading it. That's really? that's what I, that's how I got through high school. I mean, <laughs> did I get good grades? Not really, but did I get good enough grades that it got me into a state school? Yes. See? Um, But... Yeah, I'm. I'm because all that you have to do is when someone like critiques, yeah, a book like Harry Potter. Someone's like, oh, like I love Ron or whomever. Right. You're just like, oh my god, yeah, but I don't know what's it like his vibe with Harry, and then you just do a bunch of leading, a bunch oh. of leading sentences, and then they kind of just like weave it for you. Like I could tell you because I've witnessed enough Harry Potter conversation. Yeah. In, now in my fuck, one of those books came out twenty years ago. Yeah. I think more? at least I think it's more than twenty, actually. You know, unfortunately, I think I was like fourteen, fifteen at the time. Yeah, I think I was ten or eleven. Right, I get. I'm older. I get it. It's okay. Yeah, sorry. I think I was two. <laughs> um, yeah, I take that back. I actually wasn't even born yet. Of course, um, of course. But it's like we were around. Yeah, we were of an age where we can remember the beginning conversations of Harry Potter. Yeah. So I'm able to tell you like what it means to be Gryffindor, what it means right. to be Slytherin, what it means to be Ravenclaw, and what it means to be Hufflepuff. Totally. Never read the fucking books in my life, and I'm never going to. I'm not either. And now, did you make a, a decision at some point that you weren't going to read them, or you just kind of always felt this way? Well, look, I went too far. You yeah. know when a lie goes too far, yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, what am I going to do? Tell every single person that I'm friends with, especially at this point in high school, yeah. that like I'm now reading Harry Potter, even though I said I was reading Harry Potter, it's stupid. You're so right. then you need to let the lie expire long enough. You need to let it simmer down long enough. Five, 
seven years. Sure. And then you can come clean and no one's mad at you and no one thinks you're crazy. Right. And I also <laughs> think for me, it's like such a, it's such a time like now, if we wanted to start getting into reading Harry Potter books, yeah, like there's so many books. It's just too much. It's the too time commitment's too much. And you know, Abe is like, you got it. He he loves Harry Potter, and he's like, you, we gotta watch the movies. And I'm like, do we? Gotta is a yeah, real questionable like, term. You know what? If we ever procreate, I'll watch it with the kids That's for my nice. first time. And, you what, know? and what a beautiful experience that would be right? for you. And wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. But then the kids also might like, be like me. Like, I never loved fantasy when me I was neither. a little kid. Me I neither. just wanted to read, like, fucked up books. Me too. I always, from the time I was young until now, all I want to read is, like, celebrity autobiographies. That and, like, bad murder mysteries. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I'm also, I was like in the phase in high school too where I was like, I'm reading Kurt Vonnegut. I don't have time to read. Of course. I don't have time to read Harry Potter. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I know. I also was like very into Catcher in the Rye for yes. a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, I, yeah, I know I'm with you. I just feel like <sighs> the human condition is more interesting than something you could make up. It is. <laughs> it is. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're almost out of time, but before we go, it's the last segment of the show, my favorite segment, because I say every segment's my favorite segment, and it's never let go. So this is grudges, Mm -hmm. and as I said, it's always hard for me to think of a lie, but I can always think of a grudge. Are Mm. you a grudge holder? No. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. See, I'm Canadian, and I think it's like passive, we like passive aggression up there, and I think that that's part of it. I hate being passive aggressive, and I don't hold grudges. I hold frustration. Sometimes I get frustrated Mm. that people can't be the way I want them to be. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't hold grudges. There are people actually, you know, when people have done me wrong, then I will always hold a place in my heart where I'm like, fuck you. That's a grudge. So I guess that's a grudge. Yeah. But I mean, you need to really. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. There are truly only, there's truly only two people in my heart that I hold that to. Wow. That's good. Good for you. I don't even really hold it in my heart. I just hold it in my brain. You hold it there. It's in your body. Yeah. Somewhere. Mm. And it's coming out your mouth. Yeah. The showpiece of the face. (laughs) Um, My recent grudge is there is the children who stand outside my local grocery store. And it's always something different. Like, I'm on to you, kids. One One week it's the chocolate bars. Another week it's the magazine subscriptions. Another week it's whatever. I know that this isn't your school. I know that this is your mm. own scam. And there's part of me that respects the hustle mm-hmm. and respects the ingenuity. Mm-hmm. But what I don't respect is when one of the young boys looks me in the eye and says, excuse me, sir, do you have a moment? Because you know what you're doing. Yeah. I know you know, and I know you know that I know. And I hold, and, and this has been bothering me for two weeks. There you go. You got to get it out. <laughs> Literally, this kid who I see all the time, excuse me, sir. Oh, I mean, ma'am. And I was like, you know what? No. You know what it is? First of all, I respected you until now. I respected your hustle and what you were doing until now. And now I don't respect you. And now I think you're I think you're a thug. Yeah. I think you're a little thug. <laughs> I think you're a little thug. Yeah. And I want you to take this operation to some other Ralphs because yeah. I'm not interested in it anymore. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? I do. You know what I did? I didn't even respond. Normally I'm nice to them. I say whatever. I'll, I'll make some like little banter. This time not a word came Nothing. out of my mouth. Yeah, no. And when I see them now, I look him dead in the eye and I don't say anything. That's good. Yeah. Teach him a lesson. I hope he does learn Silent this lesson. Silent but deadly. Because also, listen, I'm going to say it. I'm not saying I was looking my best, but I certainly wasn't looking my worst. And with boobs like these and a mouth like this, yeah. give me a break. Give me a break. You're a teenage boy. You know I'm a woman. Give me a break, woman. yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Break me off a piece Don't of that. Don't gender me. Don't gender me. Yeah. Don't misgender me. No. No. 
go to hell. Yeah. Go to hell, 16-year-old yeah, boy. Yeah, in terms of, like, those kinds of things, yeah. like, I have annoyances. Yeah. Where people just fucking piss me off. Like what? Like, <clears throat> um, I mean, that's, like, just, like, random shit. I, the thing that frustrates me about L.A. is, like, people aren't, people have no sense of urgency in this town. Oh. Where people yeah. love, love, love in the morning when they're getting coffee. Cha, 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 cha. I'm like, bitch, I am trying to get my fucking beverage and exit this establishment. You are a young professional yes, trying to do her no job. There's no sense of urgency at all. Uh-uh. And like, the amount of people that I see texting and driving in this town too, Bad. I cannot. I full on honk at people and will yell out my window, don't text and drive. It's awful. It's awful. Also, like, I mean, there's just like bit shit like that that pisses me off. Yeah. Pisses me off when people throw their dog's poop bags and like my garbage thing. That's fucking annoying. Yeah. Just like do handle your own shit. Literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Handle your own shit. It also, you know, yeah. I saw someone once pick up their dog's poop in a bag, tie the bag in a knot, and then throw that on someone's lawn. What the fuck? And to that I say, just leave the shit. Yeah, like, what are you doing? I would rather find dog shit on my lawn than a bag of dog shit. You know, I live, like, right off Beverly, mm. and there's always a bunch. There's always, like, some. It's always gets like fucked up on Beverly. Like, <laughs> shit bags everywhere. Like, one day I was, like, walking my dogs, and there were just, like, 900 shit bags everywhere. Shit everywhere. And then there was a rabid raccoon out in the daylight that, like, a woman was trying to, like, handle by throwing a coat over it. And I was like, you need to call animal control. You yes. can't be, like, what are you, what you going to, what's your game plan here? You're going to throw your pea coat over? <laughs> a rabid <laughs> raccoon also that cat, that raccoon will just put on that coat and go on his and way leave. yeah oh my god well listen people are people are kooks people are kooks in this town. everyone in la i need you to be more efficient i need I like you to this. pay attention when you're driving and not text mm-hmm. i also need you to cool it with the fucking small talk no more small talk don't be fr- you don't need to be friends with everyone no you don't that's something that my mom always told me you don't need to be friends with everyone yeah i agree sometimes people don't want to be your friend Totally, that's their. You prerogative. might be doing your barista a favor by not talking to them. You're making that person's day harder. Yeah, because then they've got angry customers on the back end. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is a great grudge. Yeah, yeah. This has been a pleasure. Such a pleasure. And it's been an hour, and now we share this time. And now we shared this time. You know what I mean? I do. I love it. Can you tell people where they can find you on social media? Yes, you can follow me at Gertie Bird. On Instagram and on Twitter. I love it. My Instagram is more popping than my Twitter, but sometimes my Twitter pops off. You never know. And you never do know. You never know. Um, And if you live in LA and you like live comedy, I host a show every Tuesday with my friend Blair Saki at Genghis Cohen. That's so fun. Yeah. I love it. This yeah. has been, so, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for your, having me. Your, sharing your, your earnest thoughts, your sentimentality we got. Yeah. We got, we got a lot of laughs. We got a lot of laughs. I love it. I, I love, love it all. Uh, if you're listening and you have a dumb lie that you've told and you want me to tell it on this show, email me at dumblieswetell at gmail.com. Maybe I'll read it. Maybe I won't, but you never know unless you shoot your shot, kids. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.